Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast and I'm your host Ben Reynolds and today it's just me. Um, Yeah, we're going solo today. Uh, This is a rare episode but one I want to talk about with the Flames, man. Um, Rough day yesterday. I'm recording this on January 2nd and... You know, it's getting later at the night. Going to try to push through, make a quick little pod here, and then, uh, you know, move on and go to bed and wake up for work the next day, and we're going to have another day. And um, here's the thing. Yesterday was not a good day. It was a really rough game. Liberty played pretty awful outside of the first quarter. 45-6 to is the final score. And, yeah, uh, I mean, let's talk about the game first. I mean, and then we'll get into some things. Uh, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about um, the future of Liberty football, um, the season as a whole, the portal, and some uh, transfer news, of course, and then maybe end with a good mes- message. Um, yeah. Uh, 45 to 6. I wasn't at the game watched the game with two of my very close friends Brett Jones and James Knuckles it was again a very fun first quarter the first quarter was epic it was a great drive by Salter Bedgood Cooley the whole crew capped off by a wonderful dart by Caden Salter to Bentley Hanshaw and man i was proud i thought man we might be able to hang end of the quarter 6-3 after the missed kick a point after touchdown by nick brown and um man i'm not here to shame anybody i'm not a division one football player i uh, that's not the point of this um but i am disappointed in how we played especially offensively we needed to keep the ball away from Oregon and that's exactly what we didn't do um honestly it it, it I, I don't really know what else to say when it comes to that I mean we can review my little article I made um real quick just to kind of you know go over my keys to the game um, you know, of course, I was picking Liberty because I thought we would have that miracle. It's already been a miracle that we're even in the bowl. Um, yeah, so keys to the game on offense, run the ball. Didn't really do that well, obviously. Um, had a great first drive, and it seemed like we kind of got away from the run. We started doing some rpo stuff and there were some bad reads and some bad um handoffs and just yeah utilize play action concepts we did that again on the first drive it was fantastic outside of that nothing um cj daniels had a fantastic catch sideline grab that was phenomenal i thought oh there's something maybe a little bit of a spark nothing really got out of that and then holding on to the football 
Well, we uh, had one fumble off the snap. Thankfully, we were able to recover it. And then we also had um, the interception of the misthrown pass by uh, Salter that Sibley didn't get a hand on he tried to catch it with his body and then just kind of went right out of his body and then into uh the defender's hands who kind of scooped it off the ground in a way and um that was a bad break for liberty at the end of the half they were driving and seemed like hey maybe they would get 14 points and maybe we could look at this game being what a 31 i might i don't even know was it a 24 to maybe 14 lead um yeah yeah, if we would have scored on that drive, it would have been if they didn't get the two point conversion, you'd look at it like a twenty four to fourteen game, and then maybe they have like a minute to drive down the field, maybe get a field goal. So maybe you're looking at the end of the half being twenty seven to fourteen. That's something you can be proud of, especially the amount of times that we had punted in the second quarter and just multiple three and outs. Um, just was not good and then they would score under four minutes every single one of Oregon's drive actually was under four minutes in the entire first half it's, it, it, it was not good um, they only had one drive the well two drives the whole game that um, were longer than four minutes and yeah it just was not good not good at all and you know this is again an Oregon team who is six points away from beating um possibly the national champion of the college football playoff in Washington you know six points away total from playing in the college football playoff this is an excellent Oregon team who was even down you know, their center, their cornerback, um, one of their interior defensive linemen, and then their best, one of their best receivers, if not their best receiver, Troy Franklin. And to be honest, uh, you know, Oregon, they are um, with Bo Nix. He's an excellent quarterback. I'm shocked of the turnaround he's had throughout his years. Started off at Auburn, obviously, and um, beat Oregon in his first game. And then, you know, now playing for Oregon and was a better quarterback at Oregon than he was at Auburn. He um, actually uh, beat out Malik Willis for the job, um, which is crazy to think because we've gotten full circle. We've gone full circle now. Liberty playing against Oregon and, and Bo Nix last year that the reason why Liberty got their greatest quarterback ever Yes, Salter's right there with him in Malik Willis um, was because of Bo Nix. <laughs> and that's a weird storyline that I don't know if very many people picked it up. Um, one of the cool storylines was Tez Johnson, the wide receiver who was adopted into Bo Nix's family, played at Troy, um, then transferred to Oregon and he's a he's he's a fast receiver he's very talented and I think he's going to have a bright future on Sundays um 
Yeah. Dan Lanning, great coach, great team overall. Uh, but yeah, we going back to my article though. We we didn't we didn't do really anything, and then defensively, they limited big plays in the first quarter. Um, they had a couple of, I guess, big plays. I mean, you're gonna. I mean, I said let's keep Tez Johnson in front of us and contain Bucky Irving in the running game as much as we can, and. That just wasn't the case, and we didn't put any pressure on Bo Nix. Um, the, there was a couple times we did, and um, but there, there was a lot of times when we didn't, and he just picked apart our defense, who was out there most of the time anyways because the offense did not help him with the multiple three and outs. And, yeah, uh, and see ball, get ball. We did not force any turnovers. So we almost had one that got that wouldn't have landed in our favor anyways because they recovered, but that got called back because of the kick catch interference, which was bogus. Um, at the time, I thought maybe it was. James argued with me, of course. <laughs> um, we watched that together, but um, yeah, that's a game. Um, then I made a tweet after the game celebrating our wonderful season and got some slack from Virginia Tech fans, Troy fans, Tulane fans, JMU fans. Uh, yeah, everybody you could think of that doesn't like Liberty. And that's okay. They A lot of them will claim they don't like us because we talked so much smack during the season, yet um, at the same time they talked smack and started it too so i don't really know like calling our schedule week and stuff and i I don't it's a he said she said type situation and who said they said like we said but you know it's like who cares you know y'all talk so much smack and troy lost against a depleted Duke team. JMU struggled against a Air Force team that actually should have probably beat them more than what the score was. Um, Tulane struggled against a not great Virginia Tech team. SMU barely showed up against Boston College. Um, A lot of these teams that are G5, there was only two G5 wins this year over P5 in the bowl games, and that was Memphis over Iowa State and South Florida over Syracuse. And that Syracuse team didn't have Schrader, didn't have their coach, didn't have a lot of people on that Syracuse team. And and listen, I'm someone who's all about football. I want more football, but I kind of question teams like Syracuse getting in, teams like um, even some of these six and six teams, it's like, what are we doing? I, I you know, I kind of question if we should have six and six teams in the bowl games. I honestly, um, shoot, Sunbelt had seven of them, and I only think two of them won their bowl games. So I just don't really see the benefit of having it. I love bowl season. I love having it. Um, multiple games but now with the playoff I kind of wonder if we should just kind of move a lot of these bowl games to midweek and then that aren't in the college football playoff and kind of cut back on the bowls a little bit I I mean 
I could get slack from the fan base. I could get slack from people about that. But I think you should be seven and five at least. You need to be above five hundred. Um, I'm someone who's very critical of the NFL of how right now the NFC is so weak compared to the AFC, and you're going to have possibly a Buccaneers team or a Falcons team or a Saints team get into the playoffs and have a uh, ho- be able to host a game because they won a very weak division and the nfc south and they're going to be eight and nine they're not even going to be 500 so i I don't really get it um i like good football at the end of the day and um you know then people could say well what if you uh, what do you mean you like good football? Did Liberty actually deserve this, that? I, I don't know if we deserve to play against Oregon, who was six points away from being a national championship contender. I, I don't know if we deserve that. They uh, they really picked, picked us a really tough opponent, and I really thought, yeah, we, could we win it? I even said, like... Um, in the end of my article i said i know we aren't favored could we get blown out sure i am certainly not expecting us to blow them out but here's the thing i believe in those players in that locker room i know they have the fight and grit to beat a team of oregon's caliber caliber excuse me and our boys have far more talent than i think even some of us liberty fans give them credit for and i'm proud of this team i mean i'm gonna ride with them I'm not going to say, oh, Oregon's going to win. I don't. The score predictions are fun during the season because you get a whole collection of guys and Jeremiah and Kyle and myself and James, and we can we can have some fun, you know, pick around at each other and stuff. But, um, and yes, this year was a relatively um, not exciting schedule. Um, being able to play in a conference was exciting to be able to play for a championship and man that conference game was honestly the best game of the year that was fantastic a lot of fun um we'll see where the new mexico state program goes from here i think they'll be better again um than people expect i'm not saying again as in they'll be better than this year i'm saying that again people are going to doubt them but i think they're going to be better than what people expect them to be i see them probably going seven and five um i think next year the team to watch out for um i don't really know jacksonville state's eligibility to make the championship i think they can make it next year i think jacksonville state we'll see how they do in the portal but i see them fighting to be um in that championship game with us next year and i see us hosting this game next year um We'll talk more about next year here in a brief moment and as the season approaches. Um, Before I move on, though, to talk about the season as a whole, it is um, a pleasure for me to be able to have fun recording this podcast. I'm truly blessed. Um, I'm thankful for you guys listening. I'm thankful for the friends that I've made through this. Um, It was an incredible year of tailgating. And we do have one more for y'all come, I don't know if it's going to be this week or next week, probably going to be more next week. It's going to be the end of the season awards, kind of like how we did last year and do superlatives. Now, 
things are going to change. We can. I, I don't want us to have bias opinions because of certain things happening that we will get to in later in this episode. But I do want us to have fun with it and enjoy, um, enjoy it, enjoy the 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 year that we had. Um, so I don't want us to come into that podcast and start talking about things and be like, oh, this I want to have a fun time select the correct players without any type of bias at the time and move on and um from there i will eventually have a podcast with avery regarding all the recruiting going on i'm not sure how many more high school recruits will pick up um we might be done in that area i think we're going to focus on the portal from here on out which is the interesting aspect um that we uh that we deal with here um in this season and era era of football college football is you know high school recruits are not as prioritized you want them and you want to fill up most of your roster with them so you can develop players but you also want portal guys to come in and that's the thing we'll get to that here in a second i want to talk about this season and i want to kind of wrap this all together um yeah the funny thing is uh, to talk about all that with my podcast people it was funny because there's people in that uh reply of that tweet that went semi-viral it just went viral in the college football community it's not that big of a deal um honestly but um there was a lot of people commenting on it and there were some people that said, oh, you should give up your podcast because you don't know football, blah, 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 because you compared TCU and Liberty. The point that I'm saying is like what Liberty did and lost by 36 points, there's P5 teams that have done that to other P5 teams in bowl games. There's no surprise there. Like that's that's not like – that's not the end of the world. But, well, so it makes it incredible that TCU – lost terribly in the national championship do they did they not to deserve to be there well they beat these this and the okay then okay then but there was an obvious talent difference between georgia and tcu and even in last year's national championship game and it wasn't very entertaining to watch i hope for better this year with washington and michigan cheering for the huskies i've been cheering them for them since the day one honestly of uh bowl season they were the team that i was pulling for as soon as i heard that they were going to be in the playoff um i love kaylin DeBoer, big fan of michael Penix. um he broke my heart just a few years ago as a penn state fan before i became such a hardcore penn liberty fan um watched him uh have the famous uh stretch and score to beat penn state in the first game during the covid year and um yeah it was wild didn't think he would be leading a team to a national title just a few years later it's crazy same thing for bo next though i mean like i know he didn't lead his team to a national title but he was in heisman running that's incredible i know they've had a couple extra years because of covid and then also they were redshirted so yeah i get it i get it however moving on it, it just this whole idea of like yeah let's get rid of the g5 let's get them out of the playoff is absolutely um it's a I want to put it nicely. It's a 
very um, goofy belief um, and foolish belief. Um, I don't like the way that college football is going. I think Liberty um, has the resources to eventually get to a point where they can compete at a P5 level and possibly be in a P5 conference. Now, that's a long ways away. However, when I brought up it, it was funny and ironic that this guy who was ripping me apart about TCU and comparing Liberty also was saying how G5 doesn't belong to be in the playoff. And yet TCU is a team that has built themselves up from a wax team and then built themselves up to be a power five team now granted they were not good this year shout out to smu for trying to claim that good loss to tcu they were not good this year we'll get to more tcu here in a second this isn't a tcu podcast by the way however it's just you know reflecting back on the season i also also want to shout out another moment that we'll also get to here in a later is kobe Singleton making that fantastic play against Sam Houston State. Otherwise, we would not get to this point. The funny thing is, Oregon would also not get to that point if they hadn't beat a six and six Texas Tech team and their ex back their ex starting quarterback entire shook, who's now I think committed to Louisville, maybe Cincinnati. I can't remember. I think Louisville. They would not be in the spot if they hadn't had a pick six down in Lubbock in like week two or week three of the college football season. I put that in my article. This team, that's early in the year. Yeah, that's a that's a team that um, they beat Kale in the um, what was it? Uh, the was it the Texas Bowl or something like that? I can't remember. They beat Kale in like the first weekend of college football bowls. And, you know, it's, yeah, they're, they're a, they have a very good coach. Um, I, I really do enjoy um, their coach down in Texas Tech. Um, but with all that being said, um, was it, uh, what's his name? Joey McGuire. I, I don't know why that name escaped me um but yeah it's it is what it is we're we're now here reflecting and it was a good year it was a good year uh people can hate on the strength of schedule next year we'll have a little bit better strength of schedule i think that schedule isn't confirmed yet i know ecu is the one thing confirmed on the official liberty football site I know they'll have to tighten that down because of season ticket holders wanting to know which games are coming that the year. And the tough thing, honestly, in all this is um, who's going to get the draw of playing Kennesaw State. And I hope we get a chance to host them next year. I know that this year they were not very good, but they also did a very interesting um, you pick the game you want to play type thing you know you get four games to play in order to reserve your red shirt and each player got to pick four games to play and obviously that kind of creates a jumbled mess but it allows everybody to get reps so this team is going to be i think a little bit like jack state coming in and they run a read option um type offense and sometimes go out of the pistol 
with that read option. It's not quite like Chadwell's system, but Bobby Bohannon is a very talented coach. He's very smart. He's a great mind, both offensively and defensively. Defensively, I know that they don't have – they have a very young fan base, much like Liberty, and they don't really have the broad um, aspect of being able to have an online program and all this other stuff and, you know, have the evangelical uh, – type you know fan base and all that type of stuff but they and they have to compete quite a bit with a lot of teams liberty goes into georgia and recruits you know you have to deal with georgia georgia southern georgia state um georgia tech to recruit against it's not an easy state to recruit in but it is one of the deepest states to recruit in it's probably top five honestly I'm serious. I mean, you think about a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. A lot of them come from Texas, California. There's quite a few from Georgia. One, two of them being, well, three of them being uh, Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence, um, and Deshaun Watson is another one. I know he's been injured and he's had his own controversies, which we don't have to get into that. But yeah it's crazy um how great a state georgia is and liberty's had a lot of success recruiting georgia and florida too honestly so with that being said this team was way better than we thought we were going to be this year um i didn't think we were going to go undefeated i thought we were going to go 10 and 2 um honestly and uh, people thought i was crazy i get it that's okay um i've watched a uh, quite a bit of film on all these players you know i'm i'm nervous a little bit next year um because of the current news um i think we're going to be fine though in the overall sense of things i think we'll be the best team in conference usa we'll be able to contend for the championship and i see conference conference usa getting better next year i think western kentucky's going to rebound a little bit i really like their quarterback he's returning um i believe his last name's velt camp uh and then you got um Kennesaw State coming in i think jack state's going to be the key second team i could see um I could see Louisiana Tech improving, and I could also see Middle Tennessee State have a little bit better turnaround. Um, you know, Rick Stock still was a heck of a coach, um, coached there for a long time. But um, at the end of the day, it didn't seem like they wanted to give him the resources and hearing different things from our boys over at a group of five guys. Shout out to those guys, all MTSU alums. Seems like they might help out Derek Mason better um, and a little bit more. I don't know. Um, would I mean, I'm really rooting for some of these Conference USA teams. I really could see some of them turn it around. Um, but yeah, it's tough because there's some of these teams. It's not like it's not like they're really bad because they're just really bad. I question the investment into some of these football programs. 
Kennesaw State, I could see turning around. Delaware is an exciting add in the future for 2025. Then you got maybe a Tarleton State. I personally like Tarleton State. People in Sam Houston say that their fan bases and all those numbers are inflated. I don't know. I can't speak for it. I know that the only thing that is in Stephenville is Tarleton State, and that's a pretty sizable state. I mean, not state, uh, city. Excuse me, I don't know why. I think I might have said states two times. It's a pretty sizable city, and at the end of the day, it seems like they have a good fan turnout. But I could be wrong. So we'll see. We'll see what how the conference goes. Um, hoping you know some of these turnarounds could really happen. Um, got to perform better in non-conference hey right now we're looking at campbell we got um ecu our uh ecu coming home to uh to williams coming at coming to our home base and then we also got um app state traveling to boone and then umass as our non-con and you know but conference usa as a whole um needs to be um better so that's that's interesting um what's next year gonna look like i don't know i don't know moving on though i alluded to tcu earlier and a very very big player entered the portal today and his name is caden salter and he's our quarterback we love him he will always um, be a very important piece and memory to this year's season um i'm not shocked by it i thought he would stay i think he's better off to stay um like i said all year i was waiting for his his breakout game and he finally had it against new mexico state and here's the thing, uh, you know, great game against New Mexico State, but this is the first year in a new system. He's going to be now in his third system in four years. That's going to be an interesting dynamic um, if he does not choose to come back, which I think, you know, I applaud him for going to get the NIL, um, you know, I think he is thankful and grateful for Liberty and for also um, the second chance that he got at Liberty. I mean, to be honest, without Liberty, he I don't know where he would be. You know, um, Tennessee, you know, kicked him off the team, dismissed him from the team. Um, He got his head right. He was a young guy, made some mistakes. That's fine. He's, he's, he's going to be going to an excellent program. I really do believe that. And I think he's an NFL player. Um, do I think he's going to be a first or second round talent? I don't think so. Um, that's nothing against Caden Salter. He, I hope he proves me wrong. However, um, he has a lot to work on. This system this year against these defenses was very challenging to defend. Um, he's, an, he's, he's a dual threat. He, he performed very well. However, um, 
there's a lot of times where he was throwing balls to wide open receivers and there's a lot of times where he was forcing things and he's got a lot a lot to work on um when it comes to some route concepts um he could throw a pretty good back shoulder fade um he's he's just got to work on some things and i and i think he will um i think he really cares about football he comes from a wonderful family i know i don't know his mother personally but i've heard great things about his mom and his family um i've heard great things about Caden. i know he's not quite like the malik where he's going to talk your ear off at a press conference but um I'm really proud of how he has developed this year. I'm interested, and I kind of wonder if it wouldn't benefit from him going to another system. Maybe we'll see how he adjusts because, you know, in Freeze's system, he didn't look that great. You could see some flashes, but I think it was tough with Freeze doing the whole quarterback carousel and, you know, JB, you know, all the best of luck to him too going to the citadel and then um i know whitehead is leaving brian whitehead sheet galloway um was it uh mari williams then you got um of course akil shout out to him he's i love that guy honestly i don't know him personally but i know he's he's a he's just great dude sucks that you know I, but I get it. He, he wanted to serve, reserve everything and preserve everything for the future to get to an extra year of eligibility. Um, Jalen Jimerson going off to Sam Houston State. I wish the best of luck to him as well. Um, and then Kendi, of course, transferring. Um, we'll see. Maybe Michigan State. I don't know. He, it was cool to see him play yesterday. That was awesome. Um I don't really know who else is transferring. We could see a couple more. Of course, Kobe Singleton as well. Don't want to forget about him. I mentioned him earlier. Iconic moment, step making that play. Um, don't know where he would go, to be honest. Um, but if I was to give a prediction for Caden Salter, I think it's going to be Power 5. It's got to be, um, obviously. It's going to be NIL. Don't blame him for going to do that. Don't blame him for wanting to pursue that. Um, but... I will be a critic of him if he doesn't go to a program that makes sense. And I think he will. And to be honest, again, this is not a TCU podcast, but I think the right decision would be TCU. They need a quarterback. They His, his little brother plays linebacker for them. I don't think he's in the portal, so he's probably still T- – and he's close to, closer to the home. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. TCU has an opportunity as Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Yes, you're going to have Colorado and all these other teams come in. Um, And, yeah, Baylor seems like they got, in my opinion, the steal of the transfer portal so far. And Daquan Finn getting him as a quarterback for Baylor is going to be huge. So you're going to have Baylor. You're going to have Arizona. Arizona looks pretty good. Um, They had a very good win um, the other night. um, And... You know, they just, it's going to be an interesting conference. It's, yes, it's going to be more of a basketball conference when it comes to top to bottom, but um, still probably the third best conference in the country. Um, It's going to be better than the ACC. I'm sorry to say it. Kansas is going to be returning quite a few back. Oklahoma State's always going to be solid. Kansas State's always going to be solid. Arizona, like I said, is probably going to be one of the better teams. TCU, you know, 
good opportunity for him to step in there. Um, and I hope he succeeds. I, I mean, that's all I'm going to really say about it. Um, like I said, I critiqued him a little bit. Now I gave him a lot of praise. I'm really proud of him. Um, and, you know, that's not at all this. I wish the best of luck to him, honestly. I wish the best of luck to any player that transfers away. Um, I just kind of question if the player that transfers away doesn't then talk crap about Liberty. Like, we all know who we're talking about here. Shout out to those guys. You know, I'm proud of what they've done in their respective place. We all know who we're talking about, but still, that's just, I just don't get it. Um, Again, yeah i don't have to say any more about it it's just i just don't get it there's uh you know it's we're trying to we want to show love to people who are leaving too but at the end of the day it's no reason to hang your head same thing for kobe kobe's more of a grad transfer so it makes sense especially with him but also i think it makes sense with Caden. jb you know i'm proud of him Hope he balls out at the Citadel. He deserves that opportunity to go start. Now, the crazy thing is, if he would have stayed, he probably would have been the starter next year, JB. Just just truth, in my opinion. But I don't know what they know, and all I can do is wish him best, best of the luck. You know, I love JB. Always been a big supporter of him. And, um, you know, I hope he kills it down in Citadel. I hope he, you know, starts helping that program win some games because they haven't been so good lately. Um, And I think he's a man. Having him is going to be very helpful to have a good year of a quality G5 quarterback. I'm not saying he was the best of all time at Liberty, but he's quality. He is – I think we underappreciate – how well he did last season for us so that's all i'll say so we'll see with caden we'll see what happens i want to transition a little bit into the future man uh the portal guys that we are getting you know the portal uh gives and taketh away and man we've gotten guys like cooley we've gotten guys like um uh you know even Smoot has helped us out this year. Um, Jenkins will help us out next year. Reese Smith, Victor Jones, um, James Jointer, um, Jordan Smith, Gadlin from a couple years ago. You know, Salter, te- I think, technically came in because of the portal. Um, I mean, even having a guy like Trey Lowe on the sidelines. Um, Kobe Singleton came in through the portal couple years ago from southern utah it you know we've been very blessed with the portal um and yeah uh, i don't think this portal is going to be as rough as last year however a lot of the players that are transferring away are not getting playing time which it is what it is they want to go find playing time or maybe it isn't um a fit for them but there also are going to be some players transferring away from the program that weren't necessarily recruited by Chadwell. And again, that's fine. So, you know, again, proud of this team. Um, we'll see what who else we get in the portal. I already really like our pickups. Eli Hall is going to be a standout. 
pair him with Bryce Dixon and Jay Hardy, man, it's going to be something. And then you get Taylor Jackson, that linebacker from ECU. Um, man, those are just the two that just stick out of my mind right now. Um, and I know that there's going to be more. Um, really love this recruiting class. We'll get into that. We'll dig into the transfer portal and the recruiting class as spring ball approaches. Uh, but we'll get through the recruiting high school recruiting class after February signing day. Because maybe we'll sign one or two more high school recruits. I don't know. Depends on what happens with the portal. But with all that being said, and that could be Juco too, because Juco, Juco, even though it's a transfer, at the end of the day, it's still kind of like the high school recruiting because they, they get recognized on signing day. Um, yeah, so <sighs> moving into the future as Salter leaves, now what? So... I think we could go and get a transfer portal quarterback. I really do. Um, but we don't have to. Um, I think Trey Lowe as a backup is where he's going to be. I think Nate Hampton, um, I kind of question how he's going to fit into this offense. Um, I know he's a very good athlete. Um, and he had that, uh, what was it called, the Mustang package with um, – or was it the thoroughbred package? I believe he called it with Freeze, where he was doing a lot of quarterback uh, designed runs. He's got a big arm. Um, I've always been big on Hampton as well. Um, and actual, like, I I, th- I think he could go and start at a G5 program. Um, I don't know if it's every G5 program. I think he could compete. Um, but I question his fit in the system with how much we have to use the pitch um, and being able to design a run. And it's funny because I just talked about the quarterback design run utilizing uh, Hampton in that package. I just, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, is he going to – I think he might stay through spring ball. Um, he's definitely a cultural fit. He seems to be a great guy, loves the Lord, um, fantastic. Um, I'm very happy with a lot of these guys. Even the guys that are leaving, they seem like they love the Lord. Um, great dudes, wish them the best. Also excited about the new ones coming in. Anyways, um, but the one of the interesting things is um, having Mooney and Bradford, and that's going to be the talk. Bradford coming from IMG Academy. He's a four-star quarterback. I don't know where he's getting rated as a four-star quarterback. I haven't seen it. Um, maybe on three. Um, and maybe that's where he's rated for. I thought it was ESPN. I, I need to double-check and look back. Um, I do know that he has a lot of offers. Um, and to be honest, I think he is a borderline four-star quarterback. Same thing for Mooney, though. Mooney's gotten recruited by multiple SEC programs. He was once committed to, yes, it was Vanderbilt, but it is an SEC program in uh, Vanderbilt. Um, so, you know, he's 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 – two-sport athlete he's going to be excellent in baseball um uh, my comparison to him is very generic i know he's a big fan of john reese plumley but john reese plumley who played at ole miss who was also a wide receiver at one point at ole miss even though he was recruited as a quarterback um went to ucf had a pretty solid um two years there under um uh, gus malzahn and you know they're both two sport athletes 
I'm a big believer, Mooney. Um, I haven't strayed away from that. Um, I also liked Hank Brown, but after watching a lot of tape and Hugh Freeze moving on, Hank Brown, I just don't see would have fit this offense. Um, but Reese Mooney fits this offense. So does um, Jaden Bradford. I don't, uh, I don't know where he's at physically um, when it comes to body type. I think he needs to put on some more pounds. Um, I actually walked past him before. Um, I'm 6'2", 230. Um, he's a little bit smaller than me. Um, I understand he's an 18-year-old. I'm a 28-year-old. Um, um, it's very different there. Um, <laughs> it, but at the same time, you know, I I hope that he's not going to grow in the sense of height, but you hope he can put on some pounds. Um, Mooney, I think, is like a 6'1-ish. Um, I've stood next to him, too. He's bigger than Jaden. Um, I, I, I don't know which is going to be better. Um they're both going to be very, very inexperienced, but Reese Mooney will have a year under his belt, albeit it is a year under his belt while watching from the sidelines. Um, but he will have reps, and to be honest, he was the scout team quarterback for Oregon, and he to disguise himself as Bo Nix and. I mean, he's the closest thing we have to Bo Nix on this team. I'm not saying he's going to be Bo Nix. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to be Bo Nix, too, because he had six years. Uh, Mooney won't have six years. He'll have most five. Um, that's mostly a joke, but it's true. Um, but I, at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough between those two. They're going to be battling out, and... I was not expecting it to happen this coming year, but next year, because I thought Salter maybe would stay for next year, and I was hoping he was going to stay and then just go to the draft. But um, with that being said, Mooney, Bradford, both great talents. I'm excited to see him battle out. And then Lowe and Hampton. I mean, Lowe's going to uh, – don't don't, uh, don't uh, count him out. I, I – he hasn't performed quite like you would want. Um, he he was out of the quarterback quarterback battle early in the competition. Um, but Trello's got some quarterback uh, starting experience, I think, and he's played in some games. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the guy, but uh, you just never know. Um, quarterbacks depending on the system that they're in and the development that they get, he's going to be an older guy. He might have that year where he just pops off. Um, you, you love the guy. He's getting his doctorates at Liberty. Um, seems very level-headed. Uh, he's the type of guy that I think you would want to lead your 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 room. Um, and I think he's going to do that regardless if he wins the job. So... Um, I'm not saying that um, he's in or out, but I think this is going to be a Mooney and Brad Bradford battle. Um, maybe not even Bradford. Maybe he'll try to preserve that uh, uh, that uh, red sh- that extra year with the red shirt. But he's coming in in January, so that's going to be. 
that's going to be a fun little spring game between those two. And maybe we get a portal quarterback. Personally, I foresee it being like a whoever that portal quarterback is and Mooney battling for the job and then uh, Bradford uh, taking the year to redshirt and learn and develop. Uh, that's how I see it going. But you just never know. I don't know who, we were, who we're going to get into the portal. It's kind of late in the portal to be looking for a quarterback. One of the quarterbacks to keep an eye out. There's actually a couple. Diego Pavia. Um, it sounds crazy. That would be full circle. But he could be an option. I don't think we've offered him. But you never know. And honestly, my sleeper is Robbie Ashford out of Auburn. I don't know who he is, if he's like a believer or anything. I don't know too much about him, but I know he's a really good athlete. I know when he came into the ball game against Penn State, when Penn State was absolutely blowing out Auburn a couple years ago when I was watching that game, um, he, he's very fast. I don't know how he is with throwing the football, but this is a run-first offense that um, – really thrives off the play action which could open up the passing game for a guy like him and maybe develop his arm a little bit so i don't know we'll have to see what happens that's kind of my thoughts um you know uh, what a year uh i've said that this was going to be a short podcast is kind of a long podcast i'm gonna edit this up and chop it up and then get this out and um go to bed but you know, uh, I've seen a lot of things with Liberty, and I just kind of want to say this because I don't say this enough about uh, the podcast. And, you know, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening regardless of how long it is. The first statement that I want to say, and I don't, I, don't, I don't care. At the end of the day, yes, this is a football podcast, and that's not preach. If you want to hear me, if you don't want to hear me preach, you can turn this off. That's fine. Jesus saves, man. Jesus saves. God is God. God is good. Um, he gets the glory in all things. I'm so thankful for what He's done in my life, what He's done in uh, my life after I've gone to Liberty, the the life that He's blessed me with. Um, and you know, even in losses, I know that He's still good. And this is a quote I've mentioned it before. You know. First of all, you know, you lose games, special teams, and turnovers. I always say that's one of the lessons I learned in football. But another one I learned is from my football coach. He said, you know, you can win with anybody in life. Winning's easy. Everybody can win together. You can have level head. You'll be fine. You know, you can, you can deal with all the toxic stuff later. But if you can lose with somebody, that's what it's about. Because here's the thing. We're all going to lose in life. We're all going to fail. We're going to stumble. We're going to make mistakes. We're not going to have fun. We're going to lose like we did yesterday. Could be worse, but God is still good. He is still sovereign, and he's still on the throne. That's my version of that. My football coach didn't necessarily say that part of it, but it's the main message still is true. You know, you got to you got to be able to lose in life. Keep your head high. Learn from it. Develop. Try not to make the same mistakes. And here's the thing. When you do make mistakes, there's forgiveness. There's repentance. Repentance then brings across reconciliation and redemption. So there's the thing of just this beautiful thing called the gospel. And, you know, we have fallen. We're not deserving of this grace 
from a God that is Jesus Christ, who is on the throne. You know, the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened these past year for me, you know, um, it may not have been something to the extent um, where everybody's got all eyes on me, but I'm still a sinner. I'm still someone who, who is stupid. And when I see other people who have fallen or have done things and then they don't get um, any type of forgiveness after they have repented, is it's just truly sad. And it breaks my heart. Um, and that's the thing. You know, we are a... We are a faith of second chances and third chances and multiple chances. There's, there's, you know, a proverb, what is it? A, a um, why am I blanking on this? There is a um, parable by Jesus that, you know, talks about how we should be um, forgiving people 70 times seven. And I think I'm saying that right. I need to be better sometimes at memorizing things. I've been a Christian for a decade. Come on, Ben. You should know your you should know your Bible better, right? Anyways, but forgiveness is so important. And that even applies into, you know, giving second chances to players who were like Caden Salter. Um were like Hugh Freeze, you know? Um, and you know, this goes for everything, you know where they had made mistakes in their life. And yes, there's some bad mistakes out there, but I'm someone who believes in that, hey, there is redemption and that you can be redeemed by the cross of Jesus. And Jesus saves, man. I've seen him work in my life. I've been through a lot these past few years. Some stuff that weren't even on me, like a couple of car accidents that, you know, weren't my fault and just to the point where I should at uh, the first one, I shouldn't even be here. And, you know, I just praise the Lord every day that I'm alive, that I can do this podcast, have fun, interact, enjoy these football games. Even when you lose big time against a national championship caliber team, and you don't get the result that you want. People are living in chaos right now all across the world and i'm not just talking about russia and ukraine or israel praying for them praying for the people of those places but everywhere there is chaos and sin and destruction and just complete depression everywhere we live in a wonderful nation yes it's not at the end of the day america is not um the gospel you know, it is not the end all be all, but we do and should be thankful to live in America, to be able to watch football safely and enjoy life and, you know, be able to pray openly and be thankful for the things that we have in giving glory to God. Uh, I don't say this enough and I need to on the podcast, but man, I really pray that if you're listening to this, that uh, that message spoke to you man i'm here my dms are open you can even come in and cuss me out and say that my liberty sucks and they didn't deserve to be in the night new year's six guess what man i will openly receive you and say hey you're right right <laughs> you know we we stunk right 
but at the end of the day we're there's a bigger thing than just football and i love football it consumes my fall after the season's over man my weekends open up god bless and god willing i find a wonderful wife that is going to be able to understand and deal with um all this this podcast and everything um you know god willing of course but at the end of the day i'm thankful and i'm thankful for all you guys listening thankful for you guys listening to that part you you didn't have to listen to it but i hope you did i'm here for you i can pray for you talk things out with you talk ball talk anything man um hope you guys enjoy this podcast thank you again for listening hope you guys have a great day um a great week it's a new year 2024 um there's a lot of resolutions you don't need to wait for resolutions go out get things done do things every day you get blessed to have these breaths do something to glorify god do something to make a difference. Do something to better yourself in some type of way, whether it's eating healthier or whatever. Go do it. But at the end of the day, remember, give God glory. Go Flames and God bless. Thank you.